0: Hello and welcome to the drunken jaguar this is bentley i'm joined by a via call and we are fresh off the jaguars 34-14 win at the dallas cowboys in the third and final week of the preseason Ooh, it looked good and i'm curious though does it matter that we won Ased? let's just jump right into it what
1: do you think yeah man it it definitely matters it Maybe not the win exactly, but it matters how we did it and how guys looked. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked great. He looked like he was born to do this, which we think he, you know, was anyways. But I don't know if any pressure came off with, you know, the trading of you know who, but he looked excellent, man. He looked excellent. Chenault looked great. I know James Robinson didn't play much, but it it's definitely a confidence boost going into week one of the regular season. Do you think that our amount of offensive
0: production was a clear argument against what we had been criticizing the past couple of weeks. Essentially, were we overreacting that the Jaguars' offense was completely stale
1: and incompetent? Ah, that's tough, man. I'm I'm not sure to be honest with you. I re- I really don't know. I guess, like I said, we're gonna see week by week. The play calling look better. I'll tell you that. It looked like we had weapons out there. Everything looked a little better. We won't know for sure until week one but it's definitely a, a positive sign going into the season I mean how can you look at it any other way this is how you want to end off the preseason
0: I mean we had this play where I think we threw a screen to Chanel under uh like triplets right he like runs the screen underneath two other receivers and that for me was uh okay yeah now we're in now we're in the playbook now we're in the stuff that we'd actually be using uh game day of the regular season so I'm, I'm wondering if Urban Meyer uh, and crew reacted to <laughs> all the questions they probably got in, in press conferences about not being as creative in the offensive playbook. But I'm also curious if it was something to do with uh, the Cowboys. I mean, didn't the Cowboys
1: sit a lot more starters than we did? That's true. They did, but um, so did the other teams too. I, I know the Saints play some of their starters, but they didn't play for very long. So they've been playing twos and threes this whole preseason. and This game, we actually just saw some production out of the guys. I don't want to take anything away from the Jaguars just because they were playing twos and threes. They still played well, right? And that's what we wanted to see. And even the defense played pretty well, man. I liked CJ Henderson. He stood out. Even Chason stood out in a couple plays for me.
0: What was the difference today between uh, today's game and the previous two preseason games for the Jaguars as a team? Why did it feel so good? Why do we have... Such So much more success. I feel like we were catching balls we definitely weren't catching before. I mean, how many times we had a receiver today? We had people out there, newcomer Devin Smith. We got Philip Dorsett, Jeff Cotton. These people catching diving <laughs> layout bomb <laughs> catches, right? <laughs> Why are we getting those today <laughs> versus previous days? Why are we getting defensive stops today versus previous preseason games?
1: Why do things seem to click today? why today trevor lawrence was giving his guys a shot i know one was wide open on on the double move by pharaoh cooper but he was throwing his guys open the receivers were getting some separation which is a great sign because this team this receiving core doesn't have a lot of speed and that's why you saw the jaguars go out and try out some guys with a little more speed they got some separation jeff cotton looked great and so did Devin smith it's nice to see a couple speed guys out there and i think jeff cotton might have a chance to make this roster and yeah, we're going to talk about receivers in a little bit, so I'll save that for then. It might have just been a good day. The chemistry, man, they're coming together a little bit. Every week, this team should get stronger. I saw a tweet uh, from one of your friends, I think, uh, Dallas.
0: Yeah. That's ironic, right? Like, you know, Dallas would definitely comment on the Dallas game. (laughs) That the the Jaguars QBs were out there giving a clinic. (laughs) And, hey, man, like, as we've talked about before, when you know your own team, especially your own quarterbacks, Uh, You know their highs and you know their lows. And you get very excited for their ups, but you get really fearful when you see their downs. For our QB room, I definitely don't feel proud necessarily of like Jake Luton. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Even CJ Beathard, I've been hyping him up this preseason, but mostly in jest. I mean, I know this guy has a pretty mediocre record with the 49ers previously. And then Trevor Lawrence, it, it was exciting to see a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot more stuff today from him. There's so much attention on today's game and the Jaguars' QBs in a day that they collectively played pretty well. Trevor Lawrence went 11 for 12 for 139 yards and two touchdowns. You know, Jake Luton, you know, came in basically for the the second half uh, and completed an amazing 16 of 18 for 137 yards and a touchdown. And even though C.J. Beathard had a pick today. Uh, He didn't look too bad, but I I don't feel too confident uh, about them. And we have to mention the departure of Gardner Minshew, who was up until this previous week in a competition, whether or not it was genuine with Trevor Lawrence for the first string QB job. Did we f*** up by trading away Minshew to the Eagles for just a sixth round pick? when we could have kept him on the roster on his rookie contract?
1: I don't know if we messed up by trading him necessarily. I don't like what we got in return because you feel like you drafted him in the sixth round and you're getting a sixth round in return. But I think Garner Minshew has proved that he's better than a sixth round talent. He's definitely a valuable backup in this league and he might be able to start in some places depending on, you know, what the situation is. I don't like the compensation, but I guess he had to go man. And, we saw some quotes from urban meyer today you know that minchu did not want to be there really when he knew trevor lawrence was getting drafted because he wanted to start somewhere basically so for minchu i mean you know he's a competitive guy so he's going to try either way it it just sucks for minchu i'm actually happy for him though you know he goes to go to philly he might even have a chance to start there be a nice change of scene and i don't think jaguars fans will ever forget about the legend of gardner minchu will you
0: uh, no, not at all. And I do want to point out an amazing uh, tweet. Yeah, great photo of Gardner kind of looking off camera with a with a with a smile uh, by uh, Pumpkin Escobar at uh, that guy Edub, captioned, when you can finally poop. And as we know, Gardner famously said that uh, uh, he hasn't taken a in two months because number two is not an option for him. Uh. (laughs) So it is sad to see Gardner go. I think he's a huge competitor. Urban Meyer said that he choked up when he went into the room to talk with Gardner about the trade. So this is Demetrius uh, Harvey quoting Urban Meyer talking about Gardner Minshew. He says he's a competitive maniac, that guy, and I get it. I told him for the rest of his life, count me as a big fan because he's what you want. He's a warrior. Yeah. He's a competitor. You know, we've seen players come and go. We've talked about players that haven't really appeared like they want to be here, like they're really fighting for the greater good of the, of the team, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're in a sometimes individualistic league. People's career individually weighs a lot more to them or means a lot more to them than the teams mm-hmm. that they're with. Gardner's a weird case. He he does fight for himself, but in a way that that serves the team always. Yep. He's about winning. To me, he had this healthy sense of self that he values himself. Yeah. Bet on yourself, right? Even when he's, you know, he's drafted, you know, sixth round. <laughs> he comes out and acts like he should have been drafted in the first round. <laughs> when he gets subbed in to start for an injured Nick Foles, you know, he acts like he should have had that starting job all along. Crazy, man. <laughs> um so yeah it was it was bizarre uh, I, I don't know man how do you how do you feel about Gardner's departure and also how do you reflect on the whole competition thing and especially that controversial idea of Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence splitting first team reps and practices
1: I mean I guess it was all just to put a little bit of pressure on Trevor Lawrence is what I'm thinking at this point and they were planning to get rid of him anyways I don't know man all I have to say is I'm going to miss the guy. I know I was kind of like hard on him last year because he wasn't performing very well. But he's just such a lovable guy. You can't hate Gardner Minshew. I think Eagles fans will even become attached to him. People are going to buy his jersey like Philly fans just because he's Gardner Minshew, the legend of Gardner. It's what's best, best for us. And hey, if Trevor Lawrence plays like that when Gardner Minshew is not behind him, I'm all for it.
0: So yeah, today Big Cat Country tweet, <laughs> tweeted... Kind of like uh, mid game. So full disclosure: Big Cat Country is the network that we're we're a part of here. Say, uh, and that's why the Jaguars traded Gardner Minshew. CJ Beathard isn't just a better fit for this offense; he's just flat out a better quarterback. And then we've got Jeff Leeper. J Leap nineteen responds and says, "Coming from a Niners fan, this is so wrong it physically hurts." <laughs> Michael Irvin kind of summed it up and said that you know this was this is really a move to. Create the space necessary to give full attention to Trevor Lawrence and Gardner's time was pretty much up, even even if it was a tough decision or an emotional one uh, on the case of Urban Meyer. It, you know, to for looking at the future, this was maybe a necessary move for Trevor's growth. Yeah. In terms of C.J. Bethard being a flat out better option than Gardner or
1: even Jake Luton. Right. I don't know how I feel about that. Do you think that we lost some quality here? I think right now C.J. Bethard is the better quarterback. And you could say coming from a Niners fan, I follow the Niners pretty closely too. I have a good friend who's a diehard Niners fan. I watch games with him and whatnot. And I saw when C.J. Bethard came in his first start and I could tell the dude was not that bad at all. And he's proved it in his games too. I think he's more consistent than Gardner Minshew. Maybe they're about even. Neither of them have high ceilings. They're both backup quarterbacks. So I don't think it's that huge of a deal. I'm okay with Beathard as a backup quarterback. You know, we're going to put all our trust in Trevor Lawrence. And if something tragically happens, knock on wood, you know, CJ Beathard is going to have to step up and get in there. And he's used to that. He had to do it in San Francisco many times.
0: I want to move on to uh, the, another part of the offense here really quickly, just kind of brushing over the rushing category We have the injury to Travis Etienne last week. James Robinson is hands down our starting running back here. But we have this question, too, of how we're going to hybridize some other players here on the roster to where they could become passing options here, pass-catching options. I mean, Devine Ozigbo was out there today uh, carrying the ball a lot, 11 carries for 68 yards and a touchdown. Ogombuale is also in that conversation, uh, obviously, Carlos Hyde think did we learn anything about the running back
1: group today I mean it looks like we have depth but I just don't think it's going to go past James Robinson and Carlos Hyde because if you think about it LaVisca Chenault you know he's kind of a running back too so they're going to have they're going to put plays in for him so I I don't see much room would you agree like LaVisca is going to have a lot of plays too that are going to be like running plays or like really short passing plays that look like running plays
0: No, no major lessons uh, from me for for the rushing core today. I I do want to jump over to receiving, and in receiving, (laughs) here I feel like we we like learn stuff, but we learn too much. (laughs) There's this deal in in filmmaking when you when you have like a a challenge, like a limit to your resources, the things that you can actually do, you wind up getting more creative. Okay, Uh right? So you use those limits to like make good decisions because you only have like two or three things to choose from so now you know what to do here for for me you know we've got the 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 big three dj chark marvin jones and lavisca Shenault uh, on receiving but after that it's getting really dicey out there dicey i guess in a in a good way just sort of indecisive mm-hmm. jeff cotton i already mentioned him earlier three catches for 66 yards today i think that in, that doesn't include that that one um Deep catch he caught for a touchdown that was reversed. Devin Smith had had one catch that that could have been reversed and it wasn't for 45 yards. And Devin Smith we just acquired this week. Philip Dorsett was out there with a 38 yard catch. Josh Hammond, as always, king of the preseason here. Five catches for 36 <laughs> yards. Yep. Um, Lavisca, James O'Shaughnessy both had three catches. Lavisca that includes a touchdown uh, on a really nice throw from Trevor Lawrence. Um, Farrah Cooper, we've talked about, he's out there, uh, two catches for 24 yards. Um, even our, our tight ends were out there catching balls. Chris Manhurts, uh, one catch for 15. Tyler Davis, a couple catches for 15 yards. Uh, we've got some of the usual suspects here. Treadwell, <laughs> Laquan Treadwell, two catches for 14 and a touchdown. And I was I was counting this earlier. <laughs> we had catches from 16 different people Insane. on the roster. Insane. God, I, I bet Urban Meyer was out there wanting to put on some pads and a helmet and see if he could catch one. Question is who who do we keep?
1: Yeah. How do you learn anything from that? Yeah. This is is this a good problem to have or a bad problem to have? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. I mean, we know we know we have Chark. We know we have Chennault. We we know we have Marvin Jones, right? Like those three are for sure. Who are gonna be the other guys? I don't know. I see some potential with Cotton, to be honest with you. Hammond's having a good preseason. I don't know. Colin Johnson has disappeared from the mix. Like People think he's going to get cut now, which is really, really odd because he had a pretty good rookie season for where he was drafted. I just don't know where they go next. My advice would be we need speed. You need speed, like whatever it is. our We don't really have speed receivers, man, and that's what we need. And that's where Colin Johnson does not fit in, unfortunately. So who do you keep then? Maybe Cotton, maybe Dorsett. I don't know about Colin Johnson. Treadwell is going to get cut for sure. Oh, really? I think yeah, I think so. Farrell Cooper would be a good guy to keep around for sure because he is a big special teams threat. I don't know how many exactly, but I've seen him return you know punts and kick returns for the Rams to the house. I believe he had one against the Jaguars a couple of years ago too.
0: Yeah, we've also got uh, Jamal Agnew, right? Yeah, very good special teams player too. So I, I mean, cutting
1: Colin Johnson. This feels like an overreaction, though. Yeah, it just doesn't fit with our team. I mean, this guy would definitely get picked up by a different team, and probably, you know, be on the field as well. Wow. I mean, and Treadwell, the former first rounder, and
0: I guess the hope was that we would help, you know, rebirth his career here.
1: But you just don't see that happening. Yeah, he, he's he's a bust. No, he's a bust, man. Yeah, he had some high hopes coming out of college too. People die is gonna be really good. So I guess
0: I guess we we might get some dose of clarity this week with with some more roster cuts. We will keep tabs on that and we'll be here. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Drunken Jaguar. This is a SB Nation and Big Cat Country podcast. You can find us on Twitter as always at Junkin Draguar. On behalf of Asad and myself, thank you for listening. It's been a blast
1: pumped for the houston game man how are you feeling i'm feeling good now after this morning i feel a lot better i I think we could win the game honestly this is a perfect first game should we should beat houston we're favorites for a reason the way trevor lawrence looked is making me feel a lot a lot better
0: yeah we're we're hoping that this is this preseason game was an example of how winning in the preseason actually could mean something because we needed like right at least a glimmer of hope so let's hope that turns into something in the regular season and until next
1: time until next time go Jags.
0: Hey, stop liking so many f***ing tweets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like a Twitter whore for
1: Drunken Jaguar. It's like, like everything so people can come back and follow us.